Good evening. The makers of the new Rinso bring you the Amos and Andy Show with their guest tonight, the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer featured player soon to be seen in Lost Angel, Mr. Donald Meek. Our story opens tonight in the office of Mr. Andrew H. Brown. In cleaning up his office today, he uncovered an old book of poems which he borrowed two years ago from a friend. He's reading a poem to Amos. There are times when only a dog will do when you're beaten sick and blue. He lets you know as he licks your hands that he's downright sorry and understands. Uh, that's true, all right. Yeah, but sometimes them poets lay it on too heavy. There's a good thought, I guess, in this piece of poetry. And I ask crazy about dogs, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, dogs ain't nothing like real friends. Well, whatever kind of friend a dog is, though, Andy, at least you can count on him. He don't change on you. But with people, well, I always say that if a man can have one or two real friends in his lifetime, he's lucky. Oh, what you talking about, Amos? One or two friends. I got 50 real friends now. Oh, I ain't talking about people that you know. I'm talking about somebody that will stick to you through thick and thin if you got money or ain't got money. That's the kind of 50 friends I got. <laughs> oh, Andy. Well, I just wish there was some way that I could prove it. And I could show you that you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't guess there's no way you can prove who's right or wrong, but you know yourself, if you would say to these 50 people you know that you done, say, uh, inherited a big cash fortune, all of these so-called friends of yours would flock to you, wouldn't they? Well... Yeah, but then, if you was to lose that fortune, most of them would drop you like a hot potato. Well, listen, Amos, now let's say this. Let's say that I has done inherited $10,000. Well, I tell you. Uh, come on in, Kingfish. Well, hello there, boys. Uh, uh who was that that you're talking about on Inherited $10,000? Oh. Uh, sit down, Kingfish. Yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, who was you talking about that got the $10,000? Well, uh, why you want to know? Well, it's at a time like that that a man needs a friend to give him advice. Mm -hmm. And I, as the best friend that a man with $10,000 could have. <laughs> uh, uh, who is the man, Brother Andy? Well... It's me. You? Yeah, me. A relation of mine done left it to me. I just found out about it this morning. I was a happy man. I guess all of Andy's friends would be glad to hear about this. Yeah, congratulations, Andy, old pal, old partner dear, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, before I forget it, my wife told me to be sure and tell you to come up for supper tonight. Oh, yeah, well, thanks, Kingfish. You know, I ain't been up to your house for supper for a year and a half. Yeah, I know that, Brother Andy, old pal. Uh, that's why my wife told me to be sure and have you up for supper every night this week. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, look, uh, I'll uh, I'll tell Sapphire that you're coming up, and I'll see you around uh, 6.30, Andy. All right. So long, Kingsley. So long, Kingsley. Well, Amos, there's one true friend right there. Uh -huh. Now, don't tell me about no dog. You see, his wife wanted me to come up for supper, and she ain't even heard about the money that was left to me. Andy, the proof will come out when the rumor is done spread around, and then you tell these great friends of yours that you really ain't got no money. 
Henry Van Porter speaking. Uh, Henry, dear, this is your wife. Oh, hello, dear. Henry, do you know what a girl in the beauty shop just told me? Now, listen, honey, I'm a very busy man now, and if you've got... But listen to me, Henry. Andy Brown has just inherited $10,000. I... I'll be right home. Hello. Uh, can I speak to Sadie Blake? This is Sadie. Who is this? Uh, Sadie, this here is Josephine. Oh, hello, Josephine. Uh, Sadie, I don't like to bother at the office, but I'm going out Sunday night with Fred Gwendale, and he wants to take Andy Brown along. How about you go with Andy? Oh, that good for nothing low for Andy. Why well, wouldn't be seen out with him again if he was the last man in the world? But ain't you here, Sadie? Andy just inherited $10,000. Oh, oh. What time can he pick me up? That show was a swell supper, Sapphire. I is really full. I'm glad you liked it, Andy. Yeah, sure was nice to have you at our house. Oh, I got a lot of invitations today. I is booked solid for the next three weeks with suppers, lunches, and breakfasts. And on top of that, I got a couple of ham sandwich invites to work in there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sapphire, dear, while you do the dishes, me and Andy will go in the parlor and try to unlatch. All right, boys. I'll be back in a little while. Yeah, come on, Andy. Let's go in here and sit down, old pal. Yeah. Uh, now... You know, it sure is nice to spend a restful evening at home and have your best friend with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to get to work early in the morning. Mm, large business? No, no, no. My own business. Here, I wanted my cards. Mm hmm. Hmm. George Kingfish Stevens, investment advisor specializing in inheritances. <laughs> Kingfish, you wasn't in this business this morning, was you? Oh, what you talking about, Andy? I've been in this business for over a month. Well, that's funny. The ink on the cards ain't even dry yet. Uh, well, you see, Andy, the cards is engraved and the ink goes on there and kind of lumps. You got to fan the cards. You got to cool it off, you know. Get this thing out there. Yeah. Oh, boy, them potatoes the sapphire cooked tonight show was great. I like that brown gravy on them, too. Yeah, now, uh, about uh, that investment advising business that I got. Huh? I'm glad you asked me. I'll be only too happy to explain it to you now. <laughs> uh, Brother Andy, with my brains and experiences and ability and everything that I got, I can take a man's money and double it, sometimes thribble it, or even quad... Uh, Oh, forfeit for him. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, I ain't exactly got the cash in my hands yet, Kingfish. You know, it takes time for these inheritance things to clear through the courts. Oh, yeah, I know it takes a few days. I'll be patient about the thing. Yeah, well, I sure appreciate that, Kingfish. All my friends being so nice to me. You know, Henry Van Porter told me that after I leave here tonight to drop by his place for a snack or something to eat, no matter what time it was. Oh, he did, huh? That big... Uh, well, he's a, he's a sweet fellow, Henry. One of my best friends. Nothing in the world I wouldn't do for him. Yes, he's a man that I got more respect and regard for than anyone I know. Too bad he's such a crook. <laughs> And 
say, where in the world have you been for the last week? I've been trying to get a hold of you, but you ain't never home. Well, listen, Amos, between the two of us, since that I done started that rumor about my inheritance, I've been a busy man. Uh-huh. Oh, everybody been inviting me out to eat. You know I've been averaging six meals a day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I wanted to see you about, Andy. You've been carrying this thing too far. After all, you just started just as a little test of friendship, mm-hmm. telling the people you had money. And I think it's high time that you put a stop to the whole thing and told your friends that on account of some mix-up or something, uh, you is not going to get the money. Oh, there ain't no rush about it, Amos. <laughs> I want to give the thing a good test. I want to keep it up for a while yet. Tell you the truth, might be a good idea to keep it up for the rest of my life, see if I got any lifelong friends. What is you sick from, Miss Andy? Overeating, Lightning, overeating. <laughs> Too many meals. I said, well, if you got to get sick, that's the nicer way as I can think of. Yeah, the human body just wasn't meant to eat no six meals a day. Oh, I feel bad. Uh, how do you tell when you are sick from overeating, Miss Andy? Well, it's got symptoms just like any other sickness. Uh, got symptoms? Yeah, you can't look at meat and potatoes. You can't look at fried chicken or turkey or ham. You can't stand a side of chocolate cake. Them symptoms sure do make my mouth water. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, Lightning. Oh, Brother Andy, Brother Andy, I just heard you were sick and I rushed right up here. Yeah, well, that's nice of you, Kingfish. I'll be all right, though. Now, look here, I want to look after you, Andy. I hope it ain't nothing serious. Oh, no, I'll be all right. I want you to know that I is by your side in your time of need. You can always count on your good old pal, the Kingfish. I have taken care of Miss Andy, Brother Kingfish. Quiet, Lightning. You know, Andy, it appears to have a good friend that will always... Well, Andy, Andy, I just heard that you were sick and I come right over here. Uh, too late, Henry. I'll take care of Andy. Is that so? Uh, yeah, I was here first. Uh, wait a minute, fellas. Ain't nothing to fight about you. Uh, Andy, I know you want me to take care of you. Uh, here, let me smooth out that sheet that you were laying on make it comfortable for you. I will smooth out that sheet. You will, will you? Henry, if you touch that sheet, I'll punch you in the nose. You wouldn't dare touch me. Give me the sheet. Let go of that, Henry. I warn you. Fellas, please, you're bouncing me around here. <laughs> Listen, Henry, I is Andy's best friend, and I is going to take care of it. Now, for the last time, let go of that sheet. I will do nothing of the sort. I is his friend, too. You let go of it. Give me that sheet. Give me that thing. Give me that sheet. Is one of y'all a good enough friend of mine to pick me up off the floor? <laughs> uh, Lightning, pick him up. Uh, Henry, I wonder if I could see you out in the hall for a second. Why, certainly. Oh, me. Uh, now, Henry... There ain't no use for me and you to beat each other's throats. Uh, and it don't look good, and we can't take chances on nothing happening to him. Yes, special to the money. You know, it might not be a bad idea to take Andy to a hospital. That is just what I got in my mind. Let's go back in there. Come on, Henry. Uh, Andy, me and Henry is your best friends, and we have done decided that you has got to have better care, and we has taken you to a hospital. Oh, I ain't that sick. I ain't going to no hospital. Look here now, Andy, it's for your own good. I tell you, I ain't going. Nobody can put me in a hospital.
Well, Andy said he wouldn't go to the hospital. So where do you think we find him? That's right, in the hospital, talking to Amos. Uh, nice room you got here in the hospital, Lander. Yeah, Amos, being alone in this ward here, just like having a private room. Uh, you feel all right now, though, don't you? Oh, sure I do. And I think I'll get out of here before the day is over. Yeah, you, you better get out of here. You know, this hospital costs money, and you can't tell the hospital people that you was done and heard at $10,000. Well, I don't care what it costs. No price is too big to pay to prove that my friends is really my friends. Hmm. I wonder what this room costs a day. Well, I don't know, but I got to run along, son. Good luck to you. Take care of yourself. So long, Amos. Hmm. Let me see. Office. Uh, excuse me for protruding, uh... <laughs> this is, uh, Andrew H. Brown in Ward B. How much is it costing me to stay here? Four dollars a day, Mr. Brown. Is that the ceiling price? Yes. Yes. Hmm, that's funny. That's my ceiling, too. I got exactly four dollars. <laughs> of course, that pays you up until six o'clock, and then it'll be eight dollars. Well, the way I feel now, I think I'll be all cured about quarter to six. Of course, you know you can't leave the hospital until you've been examined by our doctor and approved for release. I can't, huh? Well, uh, is it okay if I get my own doctor to come? Well, yes, but one of our staff physicians will have to be present. Uh, by the way, what is your doctor's name? A uh, doctor? Oh, yeah, yeah, the doctor. Uh, a uh, Dr. George Kingfish Stevens, M.D. Do you wish to have me call him? Well, uh, no, just get me the number. Uh, the number's Lehigh 41097. One moment. That kingfish got me in here. You gotta get me out. <laughs> Spending every cent I got. This is a mess. Here's your party. Uh, hello? Uh, you gotta do something for me, kingfish. Uh, what is it, Andrew? Listen, kingfish. Uh,. Put on your long-tailed coat and bring that little black doctor's bag that that doctor left in your office one day. And here's what I want you to do. Oh, this nursing job is driving me crazy. Now I've got to find one of our staff doctors to go in Ward B and see Mr. Brown and his physician so he can get checked out. Well, forget that and come on with me. We've got to get up to the psychopathic. Mr. Meek is loose again. Mr. Meek? When did you see him last? Oh, about 20 minutes ago. He was in the shower room. He called me and wanted a pair of water wings. <laughs> Not only that, but one of the interns was in there taking a shower, and when he started to dress, his white uniform was missing. Well, we'd better find him before he gets up on the roof and tries to take off in his rocket submarine. <laughs> Where is that kingfish? He better get over here and get me out. I could lay down a lot of places cheaper than this. Hello? Mind if I come in? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, come right in, doctor. Uh, uh, doctor? Well, you is the staff doctor, ain't you? Oh, the staff doctor, yes. I, I forgot for a minute. I am the staff doctor, yes. Dr. Meek. Yeah. You see, I have so many things on my mind. I'm chairman of the board of two railroads. I have three seats on the stock exchange. Two of them on the 50-yard line. Yeah. Well, doctor, you is a busy man. Yes, I don't see how I'll ever have time to run for a fourth term. 
You do all them things, and you was a doctor too, huh? Yes, but my chief interest is medicine. I ha- I'm very, very fond of surgery. Even as a small boy, I love to fiddle. Uh, well, Dr. Meek, uh, any minute now, I was expect- Oh, hello there, patient Brown. Uh, what are you still doing here in the hospital? Oh, hello, doctor. Hello. Uh, uh, this is the staff doctor, Dr. Meek. Uh, pleased to meet you. How do you do? Uh, excuse me while I use the phone here, please. Office. Uh, this is Dr. Stevens. Yes, Dr. Stevens. Uh, if anybody wants me in surgery or the appendicitis department, I'll be in Ward B. <laughs> don't recall having seen you around the hospital here before, Dr. Stevens. Well, most of the time I was here, I goes around in a white gown with a mask on my face. Oh, I was one of the most sanitary doctors you got in the joint. <laughs> Dr. Stevens, why don't you examine me now so we can get out of here? Yeah, I'll put my doctor's bag here on your bed. Uh, all right, Mr. Brown, uh, stick out your tongue. Let me get my R stick out of my bag here. <laughs> Your, your, your R stick? Yeah, as you know, uh, these things here, you get them off of good humors. <laughs> uh, the idea is that you hold down the tongue and the patient say ah, you see. Yeah. How, how very quaint. I've never heard them called that before. All right now, Mr. Brown, say ah. Ah. <laughs> Perfect. I never hope to hear a better heart in my life. You got that. Oh! Oh, this is fun. Uh, Dr. Stevens, uh, when you finish this examination so I can get out of here while it's still four dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, my methods uh, even date back uh, uh, way back to the, the thing. You see, I was an old-time doctor. Yeah. Now, let me uh, feel your pulse. That's the way I tell about uh, getting people out of here, you see? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Can't feel them. Why don't you try my wrist? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, here we are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Normal pulse, all right, going a mile a minute. Can't ask for more pulse than that. Yeah, you got it. I, I had an idea that a pulse was supposed to be slower than that. Oh, well, I was counting the upbeat the same as the downbeat, that's what I mean. Uh, Dr. Stevens, I was just looking at your doctor's bag here. It's not very heavy. Well, yeah, uh, you see, Dr. Meek, uh, when I goes around calling on patients, I like to travel light. You see, I operate on so many patients that I'm bound to leave a few tools here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Mr. Brown, uh, my opinion as medical doctor, MD, and all that stuff is that you is in great shape and that you ought to be released from this hospital right away. But, uh, not so fast. You have examined the patient only externally. Do you have a scalpel in your little black bag? A uh, scalpel? Wait a minute. Uh, he don't need no haircut. <laughs> no, no it just give me a surgical instrument. Something nice and sharp. Hold it. Hold it right there. There ain't nobody going to do no cutting into me. No, sir. <laughs> that, that's right. If, if Mr. Brown has to be examined internally, his own doctor going to do it. There he is. There he is, girl. Yes, pretending he's a doctor. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That, that wasn't my idea. And they called me up on the phone and talked me into it. <laughs> Not you. Uh, come on, Mr. Me. No, I don't want it. 
<laughs> Mr. Meek, we have a surprise for you oh. under your pillow. You're always saying that. No, we really have it this time. It's something you've been expecting. Oh, I know. That's my rocket submarine. That's right. Wonderful. It must have got back under its own power. So hurry, Mr. Meek. That's a good boy. <laughs> Come on, Kingfish. Now's our chance to get out of here. Hand me my pants. <laughs> Amos, I show glad I got out of that hospital. I was almost trapped in there at four dollars a day, you know it? Well, you got in that mess all on account of a rumor you started. They never would have took you to the hospital if they didn't think you was gonna be able to pay for it with inheritance money. Yeah, I guess I ought to stop that rumor after the first three or four meals. <laughs> after all, you know, you just done this thing to test out all these friends of yours. Well, you really started, Amos, because you was the one that say a man's best friend is his dog. And I told you that I'd prove to you that a dog ain't nothing. Friends is the thing. Yeah, I know. But what's the difference? Because I'm still going to prove to you that you's wrong. And these friends will stick by me when I tell them that I ain't going to get no money. And I'm going to tell them as fast as I sees them. Don't tell me about no dog. Well, Andy, all I got to say is this. Uh, here comes Van Ford and the King Street. Well, hello there, Andy. Hello there, old pal. Glad to see you out of the hospital. Don't get up. Don't get up. Yeah, sit down. Take it easy there. Reserve your strength. Uh, can I get you a glass of water or something? He looks better. Uh, how do you feel? Oh, not so good, fellas. Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll get you in another hospital. No, no. Wait a minute. Ain't that. No. <laughs> well, Andy, until you, our very dear friend, has completely recovered, we're going to stick by your side. Yeah, we are going to convoy the rest right along with you. Yeah, we'll bring you your breakfast, lunch, and supper. You won't have to raise a hand. Here, have a cigar, Andy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, now, look, fellas. Mm-hmm. What I want to tell you is this. Yeah. There was a big... <laughs> There was a great big mistake about the inheritance. It was another Andrew Brown, and I ain't gonna get a penny. What does this mean? Is that right, Andrew? Yeah, it was somebody else, fellas. I don't get the money. Give me back that cigar. <laughs> and send me back the ration points for the meals that my wife done give you. Come on, let's get out of here, Kingfish. Well, Andrew, do that mean anything to you? Well, I guess it means that they ain't friends of mine. But they is only two. I gonna wait till the news of me not having no money spreads around a little more. Then you'll see that they ain't all like the Kingfish and Van Porter. Hello, Mr. Brown speaking. What time is I supposed to be up there for supper tonight? Well, supper tonight has been canceled. We have been called out of town indefinitely. Goodbye. <laughs> We regret that we will have to withdraw our invitation that we've sent you for our party at which you were supposed to be the guest of honor because we find we are one over our quarter. Yours truly, Miss DeWitt. What? Why, you good for nothing, loafer? I wouldn't be seen out with you again if you were the last man in the world. Lightning! Look at Andy coming down the street. Yowza! We ain't seen him for two, three days. 
And look who's with him. Hey, Arthur, they is really strutting, ain't they? Hello, boys, hello. Well, hello there, Andy. You two certainly look good together. Yeah. Amos, Lightning, I want you to meet a friend of mine. This is Susie. Oh, uh, how you do? Hello, Susie. Well, Susie, ain't you gonna speak to him? Speak. Men, are you as handsome as Charles Boyer? Are you as charming? Well, that's the problem George Burns faces next Tuesday night when his wife, Gracie, stands George and Charles Boyer side by side and takes a good look at each. Be sure to tune in George Burns and Gracie Allen next Tuesday night when they'll have as their guest Charles Boyer. Consult your newspaper for time and station. And be sure to join us again next Friday night at this same time for the Amos and Andy Show, at which time the boys will have as their guest Chester Morris. Thanks to Donald Meek for being with us tonight. Our program is shortwave to our armed forces overseas. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for all of us, bidding all of you a pleasant